All right. Well, let's just let's let's get into it. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. And this is Hawkeyes. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it. I feel it. Okay, I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like. Whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, and no. We no. And we're very excited for our guest today. She's very cool and funny and talented. You may know her as Peggy Pence or Danny Beckman. Uh, it's Alyssa Sabo. Hello. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for coming. <laughs> yes. Uh, um, virtually here. Yeah, this is awesome. It feels like we're in a living room, you know. Yeah. You guys got a bike on your wall. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and you have some, some wigs. wigs. Yeah. I yeah. have some wigs. Yeah. Together Just... we make a full room. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, Alyssa, what's your what's your relationship like with Ethan Hawke? So I don't really know much about him. <laughs> Um, I mean, I know that, you know, I, I actually just recently watched Reality Bites and I was like, wow, I get it. Like, <laughs> freaking hot. And I get it, you know, which is and I love the 90s. So he's obviously like a staple. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I don't necessarily know. I think when I came on this pod, I was like, I kind of want to come on this pod because I want these two hawkheads to really convince me <laughs> that's like <laughs> and also i i just have so much respect for people that are like kind of obsessing and kind of like zone honing in on like something specific ethan hawk being the specific thing and all that he encompasses but yeah i know that he's a big blaze foley fan and he made that documentary about him and i have you know mad respect for blaze so i have to have respect for hawk because you gotta but yeah i actually haven't seen that many things of his um i think i i don't even know which one of those before sunsets i saw and i'll be honest when i saw that movie or two of them it was like i was dating a guy who i was like whoa like i don't like you <laughs> and so maybe because of that like you know it wasn't this like beautiful romantic thing well i don't think that guy liked me either i don't think we liked each other and we were dating and then, then before midnight that, is the movie for you that's right <laughs> so yeah i was like i relate to this but yeah i don't know is that is that a yeah okay, I, answer. Mean, I like that his name is ethan i think that's like a fun, like i feel like he's a snowboarding name that's a <laughs> snowboarder name. snowboarding name yeah yeah uh, uh, a, a great bird mm -hmm. yeah well i feel like you have like a really solid ethan hawk foundation to be totally honest i mean you know cause really we've, yeah we've had we've had people on the show that i haven't seen any ethan hawk movies or uh you know people we that have someone seen who said that they had never could not like identify Ethan yeah Hawk at all so yeah really they they couldn't identify with no just like just 
like had no like, idea who, who he was. Yeah, was oh that my Shelby God, they... who was saying she confused him with Kevin Bacon? And pro- oh, probably that, I was thinking of someone else. Yeah, so, so several yeah. people yeah. who just do can't wow. tell you who he is. Yeah. Oh my god! And do you guys get like upset? <laughs> yeah, I hate it. I'm so mad at people when they tell me they don't know who Ethan Hawke is. Well, I I am like a huge mega fan of the Olsen twins, mm-hmm. and and I can tell the two of them apart. And I love the show Full House. And so whenever I do hear people talking shit about it, I'm like, can you please like back up? And I get I get upset. I feel that I know the Olsen twins. You know what I mean? And I'm like, so is there... I would not I would not shame you guys. Is there a specific, like, thing that you look for in one of them? Or can you, you, you just look at them and you just know? I could just tell. You I mean, Mary-Kate's Mary Kate's a little shorter. Um, but I, I just, I can tell it's weird. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe it's just because I really know the girls really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have a favorite Mary-Kate and Ashley video? You mean, like, from their, like, you're invited yeah. to? Yeah, mm-hmm. I love when they're at the Mall of America. That's I love the mall. One of the all-time all favorites. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I was in an acting class, not to be like very LA, but I was in an <laughs> acting class with a girl who was like, yeah, I was in that, like when she was a kid. And I was like, what? And wow. it blew me away. So yeah, I technically, but yeah. And then my favorite all-time MK&A movie is It Takes Two. Mm, yeah, it's a classic. Those I wonder overalls. if Ethan Hawke, like Ethan Hawke, and Mary-Kate and Olsen, they were probably, like, really close to being in a movie together. Like, I could have seen that. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening. If he was playing, like, a, you know... A dad. A dad, or I don't know if he would be old enough exactly to be their dad, but he could be, like, a like a babysitter. Like, if they had, like, an adventure movie where he was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the babysitter. Or, like, a cool, like, a cool, like, uncle, and it's, like, a... It's not necessarily your dad's brother, but it's, like, a mm-hmm. weird friend of the family that you call, like, uncle... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I could see him as that. Mm-hmm. Wow, should we write that movie and try to get them all on board? I think so, yeah. And Mary Kate and Ashley still have to play children. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah it's. Uh, <laughs> I feel like they're not as into the whole acting thing anymore. No, yeah, they don't really do acting anymore. I think they're just wealthy they from the their from their fashion lines. Yes. They're just smoking cigs in New York. Yeah, City. I love. Looking cool. Which was it, Mary Kate or Ashley? One of them had like just bowls of cigarettes at their wedding. Yeah, I love it. That sounds like Mary Kate. <laughs> Such oh. a vibe. <laughs> yeah, that's like totally not an Ashley thing to do, Harper. Yeah, yeah Ashley a little more. I know. I just don't know the girls like you do. It's fun. Um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> well, should we talk about? A little show called the good lord bird sure um it's the final episode of the good lord bird i just it uh it was it was emotional it was a big one it's the end of an era the end of an era yeah it was so recent but somehow it feels like it's been such a big part of my life for a long time now mm-hmm. um Alyssa, were you familiar at all with john brown or anything no but i watched a little bit of this show i didn't see i you know no spoilers please i'm just kidding (laughs) but i'm like oh okay i didn't have time to kind of watch the whole season before doing this Mm -hmm. podcast but i was like okay this is actually a show that i would watch Mm -hmm. it talks about god it does i love god yeah (laughs) there's a lot of god talk there's a lot of god 
So yeah. did you just kind of like bounce around before watching this one or did you just like, how, how did you watch it? I just kind of watched like a little bit of like one episode. Like oh, the, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't have time to watch all of this. <laughs> but yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm excited. I, I wanted to kind of like, here, you guys, like, what's the appeal? And like, why, you know what I mean? Like, why should, what is this, is this show like worth watching? Also, you can talk about spoilers because <laughs> that's what this is about. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, we're on the finale episode now. And I do think, I, I mean, I think that the show is worth watching. I will say that there is some pretty like, rough and just like just viscerally violent thing there are some like just really visceral things that happen in the show um specifically in episode two so um but in general like i think it's i don't know i mean john brown we've uh, is a an important historical figure that i don't think is really has ever really been portrayed like this Mm -hmm. you know yeah um and and it's yeah and it just it definitely like it takes liberties with history of course because the book that it's based on is um kind of like a satirical history um you know historical fiction. historical fiction yeah um but i think that they do a pretty good job of treating it with like humor and sensitivity mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah I yeah agree. yeah wow so who who was John Brown exactly? He was an abolitionist, um, and he was like very uh, radical. He was like willing. He he was one of the few abolitionists who like really was willing to like be as violent as he needed to be, as he felt he needed to be, in order to accomplish the goal, um, and. He had a short life because he got hung mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wow. was the first, he was the first person I think ever to be tried for treason. Wow. Of, yeah, I think so. Hmm. Because of the raid at Harper's Ferry. Um, and he was contemporaries with Frederick Douglass and Harry Tubman. Mm-hmm. Did you learn all this from the show or, you know, history? <laughs> I knew a bit about John Brown before and I knew like kind of what his his deal was. Yeah, um, I think in in high school, like AP US history. Yeah, we got. A bit oh, of, wow. You're dropping the AP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I think the only US history I had before that was in middle school, you know, so that was. the only, Yeah. So I only had AP US history. That was my only option, really. Where did you guys grow up here uh, in L.A.? Wow. Yeah. I'm from Pennsylvania. The education was terrible. <laughs> oh no. Um, wow, that's crazy. So it's like pretty violent. he's willing to just like do whatever it takes. Oh, and you're yeah. saying yeah. like, okay. And but he's, only you know, episode his whole, two. His faith is a big driving factor because he, he, you know, believes that he's on like a crusade, basically. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Religion is like a huge part of, I mean, who John Brown was and he, his, his motivation was, you know, I mean, it was the liberation of, of black people in America, but, um, it, it, he, he wanted to save white people basically from going to hell because he thought that, you know, every, like all white people that were engaged in slavery were, were destined to go to hell because it's, you know, the, like the greatest sin of all 
Yeah, he's um, trying to save wow. black people in a physical way yeah. and white people in a spiritual way. And that's something that, like, one of the characters oh. in this episode mentions. Like, he's... Someone says, do you think... Well, the what the uh, Washington guy is like, do you really think that uh, mm-hmm. John Brown is going to save you? And then the guy responds, he's, he's not here to save me. He's here to save you. So that's kind of... He kind of, like recognizes that that's part of john brown's crusade it's it's you know oh i love that and i feel i mean i i mean i don't love it because i don't i mean i grew up really christian Mm -hmm. and i was obsessed with trying to like save souls for the lord (laughs) but i feel like it would be okay if i were doing that while also trying to like liberate slaves <laughs> yeah yeah like me me just trying to like bring everybody to christ was like what are you doing Alyssa? <laughs> um but i guess i relate to john brown more than i realized <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah um yeah so in this episode which is the last episode of the series episode seven last words mm-hmm. fitting because this is our last episode of the show wow. our last words it's all connected um so it's it's kind of the end for for John Brown and the gang. They're all at Harper's Ferry. Yeah. And so they've been hunkered down in the standoff for days now. Um and it's not great. And so they are going to essentially um create a diversion so that as many of the, the black people that are with them can't escape out the back mm-hmm. um while they while they go out most of them go out the front and try to start a fight with the with the troops that are out there yes but pretty pretty immediately all of the men agree that they're gonna stick around and, mm-hmm. and stay in the fight except they they're trying to help onion get out yeah, and so Onion is um, kind of our main character in the show, who's who's narrating and um, you know takes us on this journey with John Brown. So basically, Onion is our way into this like crazy world of John Brown. Um, and I don't know how much of the show you caught, but basically, Onion's narrative is he's a boy, like a thirteen-year-old boy at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, who John Brown mistakes for a girl. So Onion goes on dressing as a girl for like most of the show. Um, yeah. And then by I, re- I love Onion. <laughs> I relate to that. <laughs> yeah. Onion... Gen- gender norms don't matter to Onion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so Onion kind of realizes that our, there are some, you know, benefits to, to being a girl, like a, a young black girl instead of a black boy. Um, but also then he along the way learns that there are also some downsides to that as well. Yeah. Right. Um, but by this point at the end, you know, he's like 15 at the end of the show. And what's really mm. cool about the good Lord bird is that they filmed all of the episodes in order. Um, so you can see the actor, Joshua Caleb Johnson. He, he actually is like going through puberty throughout the course of the show. Oh wow! So he looks like, I think pretty significantly older. Like he looks like a, an older teen by the end of the show Mm. um and and along with that though he looks more like male you know than he did um at the beginning like more like recognizably right you know Mm. um so it's hard to it's hard to pull off that the girl disguise by this point and he doesn't want to either though because at this point he um you know he wants to go 
try living as a man because he's never been able to before because he was a he was a child and then he ended up with john brown as a girl and now he wants to go try to live as a man so they help him to escape basically yeah well he's also Mm. thinking like if i'm gonna die here Mm -hmm. i want to die like as who i am not pretending to be someone else yeah um and they so they give him their Mm. clothes um even though like they have to they're gonna have to go out and fight yeah pantsless pantsless and shirtless and all that um and they help him escape basically yeah and and onion is able to get away and goes back to that um house that he was staying at with owen and Mm -hmm. all the guys um and so bob who's another um another black man who was part of john brown's crew um who was like friends with onion from the beginning um is there and and owen who is one of john brown's sons um is also there and he pretends to be like his master when he gets dropped off by this southern soldier yeah and the three of them you know go to a uh a safe a safe a safe stopping place for a little bit and then one by one they all leave so owen goes home to the brown family the remaining brown family because at this point uh all of his brothers are dead i think yeah another another Mm. son bites the dust yeah so but owen goes well salmon's still alive because he was driving annie back home Mm. salmon is played by lr coltrane i don't know if you saw boyhood but um Mm -hmm. Yeah, so L.R. Coltrane is the kid from Boyhood, and he plays one of John Brown's sons in The Good Lord Bird, too. Wow. Ethan Hawke is keeping actors <laughs> working. <laughs> yeah, keep, keeping actors good, working. Yeah, uh, keep, he's keeping, keeping it his... in the fictional family. Right. I yeah. couldn't think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ethan, it real. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so then Bob ends up going north to work at a lumber mill. We learned this from Onion in the voiceover. Bob's going to go work at a lumber mill so that he can save up some money and try to buy his family out of bondage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Onion hangs around for a while, but then just before John Brown is going to be hanged, um, he's like, I have to go see the old man. So uh, Killer Mike from Run the Jewels (laughs) uh, gives him a ride. To wow. go see to go see uh, Ethan Hawke, uh, John Brown. So how so how much like do you think Ethan Hawke does like a good job of like? Obviously, there's like you know the dilemma of like the white savior, totally. but in like in this instance, it's like well, white people had to like do some stuff, like you know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. Do you think he does a pretty good job of like portraying like I don't know what do you like I'm curious. Yeah, what do you guys think about well, that. Well, I think they do a pretty solid job of navigating it. They address straight up at the beginning of the series, like you know, this is a like he's a white savior. Mm-hmm. Oh right. Um and, and well, that's good. Just acknowledging it right off the bat. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> and th- I mean that doesn't detract from that's actually still what it is you know what i mean yeah so they they address it but also that's still what's going on mm-hmm. um and but we do get to see you know some opposing viewpoints like he's not the only one that matters and like you get to see the ways in which he's wrong mm-hmm. okay um that's which cool. i think is all kind of important i don't know jonathan what do you think 
Yeah, and also like the story is told through Onion's perspective, and mm-hmm. and so that kind of helps. I to, like that to ground it, and also like not just like from a like having a black uh, narrator. It also helps to have a narrator who's like not as because John Brown's like worldview is so formed already. And it's mm. it's good to have like a narrator who's kind of like a proxy for the audience, who's someone like not as uh, sort of just like, who's just like a regular person, basically, mm-hmm. whereas John Brown is like this kind of like crazy dude. Um, and so that's kind of like I think one of the things that helps the show is to have have a sort of like you could almost say like a straight man, basically, to play off of John Brown's like uh sort of over-the-top persona Mm -hmm. right okay that's cool yeah and i like the age difference that's fun Uh, between onion and yeah uh, john brown yeah definitely Mm -hmm. i mean i i love their relationship this is something i kind of keep hitting on um Mm -hmm. as we talk about this show but i mean especially in this episode when we get to see them talk for one last time before john brown is hanged it's you know they they have like a really profound respect for one another and they yeah. really love each other. Um, you know, they've been through a lot cause it's been like two years on and off that they've been traveling together. And, you know, uh, this is probably a really dumb question, but is this onion character based on like a real no, person onion, in John Brown's life? Onion, Do we know? Made made up. Oh, he's made yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I think is another thing that kind of complicates the white savior um, element. I don't know. This is something that I think like an objection that some people have had mm. to it is that like Onion's not even real. So it's like this kind of fictional conduit for like a black character. But I don't oh. know. It's 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 complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds good. Sounds like Onion is bringing some good perspective. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Your notebook looks really dramatic over there. Yeah, I sp- just spilled water and <laughs> started bleeding, so it's... Oh, yeah, whoa. It just looks like you, like, teardrops on your... You were crying when you were yeah. reading your notes. Yeah, it was an emotional episode. Did you guys cry? <laughs> no, no. No, oh. I didn't. <laughs> Never? But I... you, you don't? Okay. Do I'm just like, what do I expect? Am I going to be crying during this show when I go through the whole series? <laughs> um, I don't know. You guys I... don't think... I, I don't think it's like it has some difficult moments, but I don't think it's like as yeah. like uh, heart wrenching or anything like that. I do. I I will say I, I get like I never cried, but I do just like you know clutch my chest whenever whenever <laughs> wow. uh, John Brown yeah whenever John Brown sees Onion and says something like it does my heart good to see you like oh, he just loves this kid so much and. You know, one thing that really gets wrapped up in the end is, you know, Onion's kind of feeling, you know, now that John Brown's about to die, a little bit of, of well, one, guilt about how everything went down because he, he made one mistake that, you know, really affected the events of the show. But also that he was never, you know, honest about his gender. Mm-hmm. Um, by by the end, he's feeling, you know, like, I, I need to tell you this. Um, and, and John Brown says, whatever you are, onion, be it in full, you were made by your maker. He loves you and I love you. And I was like, whoa, yeah, that got me. Yeah. That really got me. It's good. Yeah. 
And Do you believe in God? No. I don't either, no. <laughs> but it still got me. It yeah. still got you. Yeah. You still appreciate the thought of it, mm-hmm. the concept of thinking that a maker made you. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, I know what that means to John Brown. You know what I mean? In the yeah. context of the show, it's like, mm-hmm. it's it's the most important thing because, you know, that's just the whole point is that he doesn't he doesn't care about Dunyan's gender because he's a child of God. And to him, that's what everyone is. And that's what he's fighting for. He's like fighting for everyone. Um, yeah. And uh, it just really gets me emotional. Their relationship really gets me. They've they've just been through a lot. I'm getting choked up now, but also I just have a vocal cord dysfunction. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so... Do you have an older person that you were close to as a kid? No, I don't think so. Like, besides my parents, or...? Yeah, like a grandparent figure. Mm. No, I I haven't met any of my grandparents, so... Yeah, I had two dead grandparents, and then my other grandparents I saw sometimes, but they lived in Northern California, so, like, not frequently enough for them to be, like, huge figures in my life. Hmm. Do you? And they're dead now, too. (laughs) Oh, no, yeah, I think... Well, I love, like, older people with young... I grew up with a lot of, like, old, old relatives. Mm -hmm. A lot of great aunts and great uncles and... So I felt like a little kid that was just surrounded by like 70 year olds. <laughs> but it was like, I don't know. I felt like I could be more myself around them, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How yeah. old is Ethan Hawke? He's not 70. He's, he's not, not. Yeah, he's, he's not like 50. a. <laughs> yeah. He looks old, but they make him look older oh, yeah. in this. Yeah, yeah Like yeah. I was like, is he like supposed to be 70 in this? Like. I think he's probably still only supposed to be 50, yeah, but I he's been, like, like, worn down. Yeah, I think it's, like, I was like, how you look okay. at 50 in the, in the That's 1800s. crazy. Yeah, that's pretty good that they did it, because I was like, is he okay? <laughs> I was like, did Ethan Hawke have the, like, Jack disease? <laughs> <all the millions>. <laughs> <laughs> he gets really old really quick. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I think he was... Um, he was always outside he like it was almost he was never inside so like his skin oh, was just john completely brown. Wow. john brown yeah. yeah um his skin was completely messed up and he was going blind which is why his eyes look so blown out i think right okay and um That's he cool. had the beard as a disguise so he just looked really insane yeah yeah That's yeah the funny. beard is the beard is pretty wild mm-hmm but yeah, I mean, I think that's, I mean, we just got to hit on that ending. It's it's snowing when they bring John Brown to be hanged. Um, and and Onion tries to be there with him, but then they're like, no, you know. They kick him out. Yeah, they kick him out. Um, and he watches from a distance. And he says something like, uh, no one heard John Brown's last words, but I can imagine him saying something like, what a beautiful country. Ugh, it just really got me. You know, of course he would say that. Of course, that's also fictional, but it still really mm-hmm. got me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really... See, that's part of the thing that I like about the show is it doesn't entirely matter how true any of it is. It's just kind of moving. Yeah. Yeah. I love historical fiction for that reason. Because mm-hmm. it's like sort of you're like, maybe this happened. <laughs> yeah. Seems like it could. <laughs> Yeah, at, that's the at the very beginning of each episode. There's like a title card that said, uh, that says all of this is true. Most of it happened. Oh, cool. Which yeah, I love that. It just it, it really you know lets you know like we know what we're doing. 
you can also know what we're doing. It's just, it's, it's fun. It's dark. It's real, but not entirely. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of the kind of trend with like historical drama, historical pieces, which I think is a good thing is that they've gotten less literal, but more accurate at the same time. Because I feel like there was a lot of like, uh, historical dramas from like you know i don't know 15 years ago 20 years ago whatever that were less forthcoming about the fact that they were like not entirely accurate so you could kind of feel more you would feel more like that whatever you saw was true and actually happened whereas something like this it's like they admit pretty much that like not all of this has happened the way you're seeing it so it's more honest in that way. Like if you're more honest about what is or the fact that there are things that aren't true or like, you know, like like Hamilton, like they didn't go around singing songs, you know, like they the people in Hamilton didn't look like the people that they're portraying. Mm-hmm. But you know that going into it. So it's fine. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think that's kind of like a good thing to like to be less obsessive about like the literal things as they happened while also being more honest like being more true to the kind of spirit of the historical events if that makes sense yeah i think i know i think i know what you mean i feel like i i was always the kind of kid that just anything i watched that like seemed like it was like historical i was like this must be 100 percent accurate yeah <laughs> but that was just because i didn't understand like what a movie was <laughs> <laughs> i was like the patriot well okay that's how it happened <laughs> and this is <laughs> yeah then i know what you mean so is it would you guys say this is like one of your top tops ethan hawks or <laughs> top hawk i i where would you like rank pretty... this it's it's tough because this is the only TV thing he's really done. Yeah. He's like, oh right, uh, pretty much exclusively done movies. Except he's like for, popped up in a couple. Yeah, TV he did shows. one episode of Alias about twenty years ago. And oh hell yeah! Show. <laughs> oh yeah, he did one episode of the Purge TV show, which he was in for like literally forty seconds, and it yeah. was really upsetting. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we did a full episode of this podcast about that yeah That's, like fools i respect that <laughs> <laughs> what was like what was he doing for 40 seconds it was he probably like like on he was just like in a he was like facetiming he was facetiming someone so he wasn't Whoa. even like in the actual scene he was oh just, my god yeah it was it was yeah. ridiculous interesting yeah so yeah so this well this is, though doesn't feel like it feels like this is more i feel like there's a lot of like tv series and shows that feel kind of cinematic this feels like one of those so even though right. it's like tv and on hulu it it feels a little more like cinematic to me yeah yeah which is probably also why it's he, like a limited series so yeah yeah it's only seven episodes yeah i mean he also uh, executive produced and wrote the pilot episode Mm-hmm. So, um, it, he, you know, he had a lot of creative control over it. So he got to basically make a long movie and he calls it when he's in interviews, he, he like forgets that it's a TV show and he calls, he's like, Oh, the film, you know? Oh, that's he, so funny. Yeah. He's a, just a real movie actor. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah i i mean i think he was pretty good in this i really think this is mostly i mean it's an ensemble for sure but i think joshua caleb johnson who plays onion really shines Mm -hmm. in the show yeah Um, yeah there's a lot of there's like when i was watching this the second time around like i appreciated some of the side characters more than like i did before mm -hmm. because like uh owen i thought i thought was really good um and bob yeah so there's a lot of like strong side characters that you also and there's some episodes where like john brown is like he shows up at the end or like he's in the beginning and then disappears and comes back. Like there, there's actually, there's mm. substantial stretches of the show where like, he's not even, he's not even in it. So there's a lot of other characters that kind of get to mm-hmm. get to shine. A lot of them who are, you know, fictional because we don't have, we're not necessarily going to have records of every person that would have been in his group. Although emperor was a real That's person. Cool. Oh, that's yeah. cool and that the thing that actually happened the way they said it did when he was with frederick Douglass, and then he left yeah, him yeah, for John yeah, Brown. yeah 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 that actually happened just wow. wild so some things are like yeah that that's actually that's actually how it is mm-hmm. interesting well yeah why don't we talk about uh yeah our our top our top ethan hawk our top eight because we were gonna i said should we do a top five or a top ten and jonathan said let's do a top eight so wow like myspace <laughs> yes like oh, myspace is that, is that, i didn't i didn't know your top was. friends like tom and you have eight top friends or uh-huh it? it was eight mm-hmm. your closest oh wow i imagine that as you get older it would just be a smaller and smaller number you know mm-hmm yeah, you know it's like yeah. I don't know to, if I have eight friends. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to make to have a lot of friends as an adult. So you just have like top, just do top two is good. Top two friends mm-hmm. that would be that would be my MySpace. I was top not two. on MySpace. If that isn't yeah, clear. I made a MySpace. Um, Why weren't you on MySpace? I was we were babies. before my time. I think I made a MySpace Whoa. when I was. How in old are you guys? <laughs> Sorry, tw- I'm twenty six. <laughs> I'm about to oh, be twenty seven. Yeah, he's about almost twenty seven. Oh, okay. I'm a little older than you guys. So you guys just had Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I made a MySpace when I was eleven, and my mom told me I couldn't, but I did it anyway. And then on my twelfth birthday, I was having a sleepover with some friends. And in the middle of the night, I was so overcome with guilt that I had made this MySpace that my mom told me I specifically couldn't make that I would like went to her crying in the middle of the night and told her that I made a MySpace account. Oh my God. And that's, that's, so cute. that's my, my relationship with MySpace. And then I had a Facebook a couple years later. Wow. What did she say? Was she like, she was I like, forgive you. Yeah. She was like, it's fine. You're being weird. Uh, <laughs> go back to your I birthday similar, party i had a similar thing where i like hid something from my mom for like a long time that wasn't a big deal and then i like went to her crying about it and she was like i think you've punished yourself enough <laughs> and, you know like because i was just like i'm so sorry and if you punch me in the face i would deserve it <laughs> she was like what Alyssa?" she was like relax like that's so funny though that's so sweet you sounded like such a sweet little girl <laughs> i was and then later i got a tattoo and then 
I didn't tell my mom about it when I was I was was a, I was an adult at this point, but I was still living in her house. You were an adult. That it's it's good to like clarify yeah, that you were. I wasn't twelve getting a tattoo. Old, yeah. yeah. Oh no. no, but still. Yeah. I'm, there's still stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, if my mom found out I did this, she would kill me. Yeah. And I'm like thirty years old. Yeah. I yeah. I like walked out of the shower wearing a towel, and I was just like sitting down wearing a towel, and she's like, "What is that on your leg?" And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> what is it it's a i can show you probably it's um from oh, i don't know if i can get a good angle on it it's an anchor with a 94 next to it it's um a reference to this movie called sound of my voice um which is, is it sound of my voice or sound of your voice now that i'm talking about this tattoo that i have on sound my body sound of my voice I yeah know, sorry <laughs> no yeah um it, it with this uh it's a it's about a cult leader who claims she's from the year 2054 and she has this tattoo with a 54 but i was born in 94 so i got it with a 94 and you're also wait i love that a cult leader so- I'm gonna. I love cult. I love cult. Oh, movies. it's it's so good. It's got Britt Marling from the OA. I don't know if you watched that, but yeah, I loved the OA. Mm-hmm. Bring back the OA. <laughs> yeah, save the OA. <laughs> oh, save the OA. Okay, cool. Thank yeah. you. Sorry for the. Sorry no, for yeah, that. no, that was a fun detour. I'm always happy to talk about Britt Marling. I'm obsessed with her. She's so. Yeah, she's great. Magical. Should have a Britt Marling podcast. We can talk about like five movies. Yeah. What are you guys gonna do? After, um. Like, you, yeah well i we're gonna <laughs> no. take some time off i'm gonna yeah, try to write a yeah. movie um and i was thinking about doing a keen podcast i don't know you know if you know the band keen who did uh somewhere only we know and other such songs from the early 2000s um but i was gonna of do of course a- of course that song is great <laughs> <laughs> that's all i would ever know about them though <laughs> yeah um i was gonna do a podcast called keen on keen i love we that. keep our interests very current yeah yeah <laughs> hey you're so, i have a podcast called why full house is the greatest show of all time <laughs> <laughs> so, i've yeah. never really seen full house i can't i can't oh with my god so there's that's Everywhere that's right because you're so young no i that's not an excuse i've watched are all you guys full gen house. z no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we're but we're close to the we are close off. we are close to the cut yeah off. i guess we're zillennials if you want to be cool about it <laughs> zillennials. zillennials i'm like a classic millennial no but i'm still like really bad at using tiktok so yeah so okay. i'm a millennial i feel like that's the qualifying Speak yeah, for yourself. <laughs> That's true. No, you're I'm you're one of major the on TikTok. That loves TikTok. No, I just TikTok is just like Instagram stories, like on steroids. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. But I but just, people so watch it with uh, with sound on, which is like That's, a deal breaker. That for is me. different. Yeah. Because oh, I you don't I don't do Instagram stories with sound yeah, usually unless without... I see something like you know right, like a, yeah. a bit where I'm like oh I should I know what they're this, saying. Yeah. I get that people do like the CC thing or whatever. Yeah. But the music still feels important or on whatever's t- yeah, going on. Yeah, on TikTok on, especially. The audio seems like it's usually important. Yeah, you got to know what what's being said. <laughs> yeah. Um that's half the Anyways, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just definitely like a very different experience on TikTok than on Instagram. Yeah. That's yeah. a as a user. I say I yeah, though, like, it I don't does have feel TikTok. very violent. Like 
being on TikTok feels very violent <laughs> and I feel like I'm being attacked. Because like, <laughs> it is just like, you know, one you scroll and it's like some intense, really loud, like whatever song. Yeah, it's like Fortnite about to get down. It was Agatha all along. You know, it's just like constant. Yeah. yeah. Like, There's no like warm up. Just, it just like starts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like and going then, to a musical with no with no intermission or talking or even parts. like yeah you know that little part where they're like well jerry <laughs> if you wanted to go to the mall so bad then well you should have asked you want to go to the mall <laughs> <laughs> they don't have that part yeah like yeah that. yeah they just drop you right in like the, right. the biggest part yeah, of the, like, the song yeah okay anyways well yeah you should follow all of us on tiktok though um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um. All right. So our top eight, uh, Ethan right Hawke. Yeah. Um. Oh. Should we go? Do you want to go eight to one? Do you want to do all yours and I do all mine? No, no, or no. one at a time. Okay. Okay. So your number eight is. A midnight clear. Hmm. Mine is born to be blue. Okay. Fascinating. Yeah. Interesting choice. Wow. Yeah. Um, should we tell Alyssa about these movies as we go through them? If there's <laughs> sure. some of them movies she hasn't seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Born to be Blue is really cool. It's a Chet Baker biopic. Um, and, He's a singer, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, it was a jazz musician, like a singer and trumpeter. Um, trump, trump, trumpeter? Trumpeteer? Trumpetist. He played the trumpet. Um, anyway, and he had... You're right the first time. <laughs> And then you just started saying like Trump over and over. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Trump, 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 Trump. No, stop it. Uh-oh. I hate it. Um, anyway. Yeah, so he had a drug problem and uh, lots of relationships with women that they consolidated into one fictional woman. Uh, and that's what Born to be Blue is about. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a great performance from Ethan Hawke, one of his best. Cool. I have to defend a minute clear now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a war movie, but <laughs> it's a little different. Great. Wow. <laughs> Which of those, those would you rather watch? Good. I would probably rather watch the one about drugs because I love like <laughs> drugs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't do drugs, but I'm really fascinated by them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and I, I think I do tend to like, I'm obsessed with like, musicians mm-hmm. and i like seeing them portrayed by actors i got into johnny cash after watching walk the line <laughs> nice. nice. you know like i was like i need joaquin to like ease me into this mm-hmm. so sorry but i gotta give it to behind what is it behind your eyes <laughs> uh born to be blue <laughs> you were really close it you spiritually felt of, really similar i feel like you were thinking of behind blue eyes or something the who's yeah maybe that's what it was is that what was okay never mind keep going <laughs> you just said behind I'm, your eyes it's like I the, did this, say behind this, this, the secret behind the, her eyes the life behind her eyes there's a movie called one of those things that w- was nominated for best oscar for foreign language a couple of years ago i think I don't know. the secret behind her eyes i think it was a argentinian if i had to guess um all right what's your number seven pick uh blaze oh that's a good one um my number seven pick is possibly controversial because he only has one line in this movie but i think it's a good movie 
it's tough because I'm just ranked this based on how good the movie was and not how good Ethan Hawke was in it necessarily. But uh, Quiz Show. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, I, I didn't love Quiz Show. Factor. Yeah. I didn't include that one because it's like basically. What is he in Quiz Show? He just shows up. <laughs> it's it's literally like he's not even a character. He just shows he's up. Unnamed. Asks a question. Yeah, he's like student number two or something. Yeah, he asks a question and leaves. Like that's the entire appearance. Yeah, he as he's like walks up to hey Ray Fi- to Ray Fines and he's like, "Hey, what's the deal with that uh Don Quixote guy?" Yeah. Or something like that. And that's <laughs> that's, and that's the whole the thing. Whole he thing. was pretty young. It was like a little bit before reality bites. All right, I'm I'm going to have to give this one to Blaze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Blaze is a great movie. And I saw it. Yeah. Number 6. Before Sunrise. I said Gattaca. Alyssa, have you seen Gattaca? No. It's very fun. It's a sci-fi movie um, where it's a world where people are like, uh, you know, either they're ranked based on their genetic like superiority, basically. Like you're either a valid or an invalid. Um, and so valids get like the good jobs and like the nice lives, lives and invalids have to do like manual labor. Um, and so Ethan Hawke's character is, is labeled an invalid because he has a heart condition. Um, and all he's ever wanted to do is be an astronaut and go to space. And so he and Jude Law uh, swap identities so that he can try to be an astronaut. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Good, you can good... swap identities with someone? They look, I guess, kind of similar. I don't know. Oh. But <laughs> there's a little bit of suspension yeah. of disbelief. I like yeah. that. It's kind of like Mulan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mulan swaps identities with her dad. <laughs> um oh, yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. I think I would like that one. Now remind me before Sunrise is the one where they fall in love. It's the first one where mm-hmm. they meet. Okay, yeah, that one, I'd probably pick that one. Yeah. I don't really like science fiction. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love but my first I love pick the then. X-Files. Hmm. Yeah, you could what like you it. Think? It's kind of got some some 90s sci-fi okay. energy All like right. that. Maybe well, it's maybe more I'm of biased. like a it's like not like super It's no, it's like soft sci-fi. It's not super like techy or futuristic or anything. It's more just like life in the future. Yeah, also you get to see him and Uma Thurman and like their weird chemistry that they had because they were like legitimately starting to date at the time, but they oh, had wow. horrible on-screen chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> they did cuz they were putting I think so. The real chemistry was between Jude Law and Ethan Hawke. Yeah, Jude Law and Ethan Hawke were hot. Hot hot. Okay. hot All right. That movie. Well, well, maybe I'm in. Yeah. Um, what are we up to now? Number five. Number five. You're Sorry, I'm list. staring at your list. I know you have it so pointed rude. at me. Um, Born to be blue. Solid. I said Training Day. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, Born Denzel to be blue, Washington right. classic. Mm-hmm. I feel. I feel like from here on out, we're gonna hear some. some yeah, we're gonna kind of. Repeat. Maybe I didn't realize I saw Train. I've seen more Ethan Hawke movies than I realized. I didn't realize that was him in Training Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. It's I love that movie. Different character for him at the time. That was like kind of a big breakout for him. Yeah, because he had been, you know, like a '90s teen heartthrob boy. Oh right, doing kind of these rom com, like yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then, yeah, exactly. And then Training Day was like in the early 2000s. Was it 2000? Mm, early 2001. It was a little later than that, I think. Um, 2001. 
and, one? Okay. Yeah. Right. And uh, what a year. <laughs> that was, the, I mean, yeah, that <laughs> was a year. 2001 was a year. Yeah. I can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, oh, did I skip the Hawk Fact section? That we can get to it later. Oh, we'll do it later. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. We have a segment called Hawk Fact where Jonathan tells us a fact about a hawk about hawks that are related to the episode or movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just oh. for, totally forgot about it. It's happened before, actually. <laughs> oh, great. Wow. You have uh, forgotten. I'm a bad uh, co-host. It's okay. Anyway, but yeah, so Training Day is good. He's a cop. It was a big turning point in his career <laughs> mm-hmm. before he played several other cops. Good chemistry with him and Denzel. Oh, yeah. 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 They're great together. Um, number four. First Reformed. Uh, I said before sunset. Ooh. Yeah, before I'm sunset is the second maybe, one then. in that series. And that's when they start to. That's when they meet again. <laughs> they meet again. They meet oh, again. Oh, that's right. They meet again. Because he had been married and he was going through a divorce like in real life at the same time. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then she's and like. What's this other one about? Reformed. Oh yeah, which one? First, first reformed. First reformed. He's like a priest who's having a crisis because about he the just environment. learned about climate change for the first time. <laughs> Wait, yeah. oh my god, I saw that movie too. Oh, you did? <laughs> see, you yes. see all these movies. Wow, you've seen a lot I of really. That's movies. so weird. I remember watching that and being like, "What am I watching?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was very weird, but I couldn't turn it off. It is. Yeah. Weird, yeah. It was like really slow moving, but really interesting, and I was yeah. like. Yeah, it was just this priest learning about climate change. Oh my gosh, that was Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Why don't I like know who he is? Like, I feel like <laughs> you're definitely so not the only person yeah. who's had this kind of Ethan Hawke well, maybe blindness. He's good, maybe he's also like a good actor, though. Yeah, because you know what I mean. When you're not short, you're like, oh, that's Ethan Hawke. Like, because it's like he really does right, do yeah. the character well. Anyways, that's crazy. Totally. That's such a funny. <laughs> I want to rewatch that. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I thought it was way more impactful on second watch somehow. I don't know. Like the first one, you're like, wow, this is happening a lot. And the second time you watch it, you're like, oh, this is really good for all these reasons. Mm-hmm. And also kind of funny somehow, even though yeah. it's really depressing. It was I funnier la- the yeah. second time. It was, yeah, it was okay, funnier the yeah. second time. Yeah. I think because I knew what it was. I knew that it was going to be depressing going into it. So I was able to like appreciate the funnier stuff more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas the first time I watched it, I was like, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning about climate change for the first time too. <laughs> God, why would you do this? <laughs> that's that's pretty much what he says. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the movie. Wow, um, I should have been in that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you could have been one of those teens in the choir that sang the Neil Young song. (laughs) Thank you for saying I could play a teen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, I would, I would love to see you in an Ethan Hawke film. (laughs) Um, number three? Uh, training day. Mm, I said boyhood. Okay. Oh wow! Okay. We're getting down to okay, it. We're in the yeah. top three. We're in the top three now. I've seen both of these movies. I love that they're in the top three because these are kind of his more famous ones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Boyhood. I mean, just that that Ethan Hawke Richard Linklater connection, 
you know, and over over 14 years of filming. I know a lot of people are like, oh, big deal. They filmed it over 14 years, but it is a big deal. And I, I, I was in Dallas. I was living in Dallas when they were filming it. And not that they filmed it in Dallas, but mm-hmm. I remember I was working at this restaurant and the bartender was a huge Ethan Hawke fan. And I think somehow he like heard that it was coming out you know Mm -hmm. like boyhood was coming out and i just remember like talking to him about it for like hours one he was like now can you believe it (laughs) he's like they've got literally they've you know been filming a boy growing up we're gonna watch it on the screen and i was like that's pretty cool john like i can't wait (laughs) we gotta get him on the podcast yeah i know but the texas like is ethan hawk is he from texas yeah yeah he's from austin right yeah well, Austin? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. I yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think so. I love that. Yeah, like, I think my time in Texas, I was like, wow. I, like, Texas people are just such a fun, passionate, and, like, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like they're doing some cool, interesting stuff. Mm. So, but, yeah, that was my first probably introduction to hearing somebody, yeah, kind of talk about Ethan Hawke. And this was, like, you know, t- 2012 or something, 2013. Mm-hmm. crazy yeah um yeah no ethan hawk is so from texas that his first novel was called the hottest state and it was about i mean the hottest state was in reference to texas yeah so that's cool is yeah. texas the hottest state i don't know but arizona it was in his book when he was talking about it no i just no no i'm just wondering no, like, what no what what state texas state. is probably hottest hottest yeah, it was like, especially I remember when I lived there, it was like 17 days in a row where the temperature was above 110 degrees. Jesus. I was like, you know, and there's no kind of, I don't know, Austin's pretty humid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dallas isn't as humid, but Damn, you're dealing hot. with some serious heat. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't, I could not handle that. See, it's weird. Yeah, I think LA is really hot. I mean, I'm from Pittsburgh, but it is. I can't handle the summers here. Like, I, my body is just not built for it. Yeah. But like, but we don't have like ten days in a row of over 110 degrees like that. And there's like no humidity, so it feels mm-hmm. a little right. Warmer. Yeah. Also, like, like we're kind of on the west side, so that actually makes it makes a surprising yeah. amount of difference. For like, us, it's like at side. least ten degrees cooler over here than it is. Oh well, I'm in the valley. So. Yeah. Right. That's not fun. Temperature wise. Yeah. The yeah. great diners. <laughs> yeah, there's like room out we there. We got great there's, diners out here. <laughs> there's like roller skating out there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the valley. There used to be um uh what was that place called? Where people had birthday parties. I don't remember. Oh, Moonlight Rollerway. Maybe it's that now, but it used to be called like Skate Express or something like that. You know, like <laughs> oh, cool. Really <laughs> I, 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 who, who can imagine why they would have changed the name? <laughs> yeah. From wow. Roller Skate Express. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's your number two? Uh, before sunset. First reformed is mine. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right, controversial. Yeah. It's my number four. It's your number two. Very controversial. <laughs> yeah. It's this a good movie. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have been funny if we had like completely different lists, but yeah. alas. Yeah. 
Uh, well, okay. Last one. Number one. What's your all-time best Ethan Hawke movie? Gattaca. I said before Sunrise. Okay. Because I'm wow. a hopeless okay. romantic. Wait. So what was where where'd you put before Sunset? Uh, four. Oh, so you have it in the top five. You have before Sunrise and before Sunset yeah. in the top five. Yeah. Okay. I have before Sunrise at six and before Sunset at two. Mm. Why did I do it that way? Just because, you know? Yeah. No, that's, I mean, it's your list. It's my list. This is okay. a huge fight, you guys. And the people that are listening, <laughs> you can't see, but they're punching each other. In the face. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. Which. Which. What movie on this list do I not have? Quiz show, right? Quiz show. Which I kind of didn't consider like an Ethan Hawke movie. Yeah, no. So if we took Quiz show out of mine, then my number eight would have been Blaze. Okay. So our lists are very similar. Except for Midnight Clear. Except for Midnight Clear. Yeah. Okay, great. I also want to just do a shout out to Seymour and Introduction, which I think is a wonderful movie. Yeah, I didn't include that one because I was only doing feature films. Well, it's on my letterbox list, so mm-hmm. what are you going to do? But we were clearly, like, using different rules to... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, I asked some some former guests of the pod to... Um, one of our biggest, you know, missions on the show is to find the truest essence of Hawkness. You know, like, oh. who is Ethan Hawke? The man, the myth, the legend? Uh, and so I asked some former guests of the pod to send in some of their, what they think, some descriptors for him and the truest essence of Hawkness. And I'm just going to play what I have now. I am expecting a few more, but I'll just add those in later. Kaka! Hello, Hawkeyes folks. This is Steve Green from IndieWire. And I believe that the one word that most sums up Hawkness in its purest form is, of course, the one word that launched a TikTok craze before people even realized what TikTok was. And that, of course, is smells. But in all honesty, uh, at this point, I think when I think of Ethan Hawke, I definitely think of the word commitment. Uh, A lot of that is because of the man himself, but a lot of that is also partly due to the work that this podcast has done to encapsulate everything that he's done on screen. So thank you for going on this journey and for letting me take a tiny, tiny part of it with you. Let's all reunite to talk about Tesla 2 at some point in 2027. Uh, Until then, thanks, Hawkeyes. Hey, Hawkeyes. It's Amon. Uh, in my search to find what the truest essence of hawkness is, I tend to actually think about a hawk. Think about it. A lot of performances by Ethan Hawke, there's going to be a moment where he might get loud or you know yell. So I think one thing you can take from him is to be loud and be proud, like an actual hawk. So, you know... Ethan Hawke is an actor. Literary, but unpretentious. What is the perfect word or phrase to associate with Ethan Hawke? I've been thinking about this, and I think the perfect word would be kindred, or the perfect phrase would be kindred spirit. Um, I've not only seen him use this in interviews but I also feel like it perfectly 
encapsulates the sort of person he is in interviews, the type of eclectic, ethereal language that he uses. I also think if you look at his movies, I mean, he does play a sort of kindred spirit to another character um, in a lot of projects. You know, I think of kindred spirit, I think of someone who you share a lot in common with, you can have long conversations with, and that is basically the before sunrise, before sunset, before mid uh, midnight um, trilogy. Um, it also brings to mind, you know, uh, a movie like Waking Life. Anyway, that's my uh, submission. That's those are my thoughts. I love being on the podcast. Thank you guys again. And what a milestone. Hey, Harper and Jonathan. It's Dakota from ContraZoom Pod. I had the pleasure of guesting on episode 52 to discuss Cymbeline. First off, I want to congratulate you both on making your way through Ethan Hawke's entire catalog. Clearly an impressive feat. That said, the question is, what is the essence of Hawke? A question you essentially are asking every episode. Here's an actor who has an air of every personness, even when he's playing roles of heightened natures. He really seems like a father you knew growing up, or someone you might run into in artistic circles, or even a person you'd see at a party, holding court, having an intense debate over what the modern analogies are of great philosophers. He's both someone you know personally and simultaneously too ethereal to hold on to in your own orbit. The essence of Hawk is honesty, even if you sometimes have to roll your eyes at it. Then again, maybe I'm just falling down the Ethan Hawke rabbit hole and waxing on a bit too much. Regardless, he's an actor not right for every role, but when he is cast right, there is something marvelous to behold. Thanks. So good, he's podcastable. Quintessential Gen X soft boy. Hi Hawkeyes, this is Geo here, and if I had to sum up the essential nature of Hawkness, I would say, um... Daddy, uh, that's it. Like, cool slacker boyfriend to cool dad to daddy. What? I personally think that, in a way, the true essence of Hawkness is you two. Not specifically you two, like, he doesn't do all his work for Jonathan and Harper in Los Angeles, but he does it because he knows that out there, he knows that his works are resonating with some or affecting them or being memorable. And that's the only thing I can think of that ties all of his roles together. And you two are a prime example of that. Like, he obviously affected you enough to make this podcast, which congrats on making it to the end, by the way. So, yeah, I'm going to say his fans, you two, are the true essence of Hawkness. Serious hot business. The truest essence of Hawkness is a big hug from your dad when he's proud of you. Hi, this is former guest of the podcast, Kevin Bartelt. Hawkness is a thin mint ice cream cake that wasn't made a hundred percent correctly but goddamn it's delicious hey this is pete from movies that made us gay the true essence of hawkness to me it's got to be just coolness man he just seems like a cool guy and in comparison i'm just a a nerd yeah ethan hawk epitome of cool Hi guys. Okay, so my Ethan Hawke phrase that I think of when I think of him is gruff cowboy.
I don't know why. That's just what I think of. A gruff cowboy. Ethan Hawke is one of the last good remaining white cis hetero men who is wielding his power and his privilege for good. Bless his heart. Hi, this is Kevin T. Porter. The phrase or the word that sums up Ethan Hawke to me is artist boy. Artist boy. That's my phrase. Ethan Hawke, artist boy. Oh, my oven. If the word mysterious isn't on there, (laughs) (laughs) he seems mysterious to me. Yeah, mysterious. What did you say? Passion. Pa- passion. Oh Are yeah. Those words gonna be on there. I hope. Um, I don't think I got I got either of those words yet. So. Those are good. Those, those are, are good words. Good, yeah. Those are good really? words for him. No, Those weren't on there. Mm-mm, not yet. I'm still I'm still waiting. Fireball. I'd say fireball. Fireball. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fireball in reality bites, which mm-hmm. very sad. None of you had that in your top eight, but uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I, I don't know that you're gonna. I can tell you what number it is on my list of 71 Ethan Hawke movies, oh, no. if you're interested. Whoa. Uh, it's a, it comes in at number 18. Okay, not bad. It's not bad. Out of 71. Yeah, I think it would probably be in my top. He's so cool in it. Like, he plays, he's like, that part where he's like playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> what's the name of his band? Like, Hey, That's My Bike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, um... Yeah, I think, sorry. I don't know why the sound. No, that's okay. So we'll just, you know, I'm going to add some, we could say like, oh, those were some great things that people said. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, me too. Great. That was Thanks, awesome. everyone. Except for that one. The, the, oh, yeah. That one was really offensive. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That. that was really bad. Committed it to tape. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> there was a fun part where Kevin T. Porter's oven goes off in the middle of him talking. That's oh, that's wow. a true fact about one of the audio clips. <laughs> Kevin T. Porter. I love that you used his middle initial. It's his it's his podcast Is name. He a big hawkhead. Uh, I think. Well, I follow him on Letterboxd, and after he came on the show, he did watch a handful of Ethan Hawke movies. So I like to think that we're Ethan Hawke influencers. That's nice. Yeah, That's I'm nice about to watch some Ethan Hawke after this. Nice. Well, you can check out my list on Letterboxd to see my ultimate ranking if you want to <laughs> <laughs> peruse for some some Hawke options. Okay, some Hawke options. Uh, all right. Um, Jonathan, do you, have something- <laughs> do you have something you'd like to share with us? Sure. Uh, a Hawke fact. Oh, caca. Um also, would you like to do a hawk noise? <laughs> yes. <sighs> it's like a ghost of a hawk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's the best a hawk possible. that died. Yeah. Love it. What I like about this episode that we're recording right now uh-huh. is that it's like we've come full circle because we're kind of figuring out what we're doing in this episode uh-huh like we were in the first episode that's beautiful yeah <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah i feel I like mean, we have I'm real witnessing. like senioritis energy right now <laughs> <laughs> it's true sorry what were you gonna say oh i'm late for class <laughs> 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 who cares it's the last yeah week. who cares we're going to college yeah yeah did ethan hawk go to college 
think so. I think so. I don't. I oh, yeah. Didn't he go to UT? Yeah. He's got, he, he had to. to. He had yeah. to. There's no way he went yeah. anywhere else. Or NYU. Oh, yeah. He transferred. Well, did he? Wait, sorry. Did he go to college? I don't know that he did actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, because he started. He's a Scorpio. He because he finished high school and then <laughs> he's <did> a Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's. It says Carnegie Mellon. Oh okay. Pittsburgh. That's fun. He did go to NYU. Ah. He went oh. to NYU and Carnegie Mellon. He did both. Wow. So I got half of it right, but no one got Carnegie Mellon. East Coast Hawk. Oh, okay. he's. St- uh, he. He started After he graduated there. from high school, he went to Carnegie Mellon and then for acting. And then he dropped out when he was in Dead Poets Society. And then he enrolled at NYU for the English program, but dropped out of that too. Yeah, I was trying to think of like when he could have possibly gone to college because starting in like, you know, 1989, he, he's worked every single year since mm-hmm. 1989. So I don't know how he would have really had time to do that. And it seems like he didn't. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. Sorry. Your hawk fact. No, no that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I, in this episode, we see how Onion transforms. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Sure. Morphs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back. Chooses to be a boy, uh-huh. a man. Uh huh. Yes, or, man. Yes. And uh, and uh, so I was looking into uh, morphing with hawks. <laughs> and um, there's uh, basically it's. Hawks can have, they can be light morph or dark morph. So they can be like different colors and it doesn't have to do with, it's kind of like, you can, scientists kind of have to like guess why this is because it doesn't have to do with like where they are. It doesn't have to do with whether they're like male or female. It doesn't have to do with how old they are. It doesn't have to do with like region. Like you can just have like two hawks in the same area of the same you know species and all that stuff and one will have like light morph and the other one will have dark morph and it's like refers mm. to like the colors of the feathers and it's very distinctive like a light morph red-tailed hawk like has like white feathers and a dark morph will have like dark like dark brown feathers mm. um so it's kind of so it's kind of like an interesting thing and there's some theories as to why this is um one of them has to do with uh something called search image which is a thing that animals do and it's a thing that uh, the example they give is like if you if you someone you know bought a new car like they bought a red outback or something you're going to start noticing that car Mm. in places you go even though there aren't more of them it's just that you're you're looking out for them now because you know someone who has the same car and so it's the same Mm. thing that animals do where they will identify certain features of uh, prey that they're looking for and like be able to spot those details. Um, and so there's a theory that maybe hawks, uh, light morph hawks, if they're in an area with more dark morph hawks, 
will be more able to uh, catch prey without the prey noticing because the prey might be looking for mm-hmm. the darker dark. feathers or something like that. Oh. Um, and so there's like different, there's different kind of theories about it, but um, uh, like one of the, one theory is that it has to do with different morphs being adapted to different lighting conditions. So it could be that if there's like an area with a lot of clouds, they might want to have like a darker morph or if it's an area that's very sunny they might want to have a lighter morph, but it's, th- there's like different kind of theories about it. Um, and there's no, there's no kind of real clear, um, answer, but it's called color polymorphism is what it's, what it's called. Dope. And that's, uh, and that's, yeah. Where did you find these facts? Um, hawkwatch.org or mythology.com. <laughs> fizz.org <laughs> and wikipedia classic Do you think ethan hawk relates to hawks i mean how could you not hawks are <laughs> how could you know independent how could you, know? you know ethan hawk's done a lot of independent movies mm-hmm. oh good one wow hawks are <laughs> i mean there are hawks in all over the world but hawks are there's a lot of hawks in america uh yeah he's an ox a very american guy um they also don't they some of them migrate to canada yes ethan hawk yes. has a home in canada yes. no yeah there are hawks that live in you know texas that'll fly up to mm-hmm. canada or something yeah yeah that's that's ethan hawk that's ethan hawk so that's i think that he does him. he must i love that him. he yeah. maybe is a hawk and like do you remember those books the animorphs yeah <laughs> yeah when i was researching this morph thing they were like one of their entries was like animorphs.fandom.wiki that's what I, I was thinking i was like are we getting into the animorphs <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe we'll uh, have to um write the animorph ethan hawk novel oh boy yeah that sounds weird <laughs> <laughs> So do you feel like after watching on all of his movies and stuff, like, do you feel like you kind of know him as a person or no? Weirdly, yes. Um, I, I've kind of mentioned this a little bit. I haven't finished reading his latest novel, but while I was reading it, I was like, this is fully autobiographical just because like I know so much about him having done this podcast like <laughs> right you know because like i i know about his career but also you but know we there didn't are some... know what school he went to that's true crazy. yeah i i feel like i must have looked it up before and just forgotten mm-hmm. but um yeah i you know because we know about his career from doing the podcast but also like there are some major like events in his life that we also know about just because you know they were relevant to talk about when we were talking about those movies so like i'm just and i'm so i'm in so deep in his life mm-hmm. yeah uh, what do you think it would be like if you actually met him i don't well not that I, we haven't been trying um <laughs> but yeah how do we get i feel like we can probably figure out how to yeah get him on the pod yeah um no we just have to get past his people yeah i dm'd dave kuya to get him on my podcast (laughs) and it said that it said that he saw it (laughs) 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 he never responded oh man i did a game show once with bob saget Oh, which one? Wow. But I was too starstruck. It like didn't air. It was like a. Oh no. 
Oh, we I did, was too starstruck. We did love you on Flora's Lava. I should have mentioned at the top. Iconic. Oh, thank you. No. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. That, that was Jonathan so... was like really hungover or something one day. And, and I watched I, all of the episodes. Yeah, in one I turned day. on Flora's Lava and I was like, that's Alyssa Sabo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I watched, yeah, I watched all the episodes in one day. And oh, it was I a blast. It. Yeah. Yeah. That show was crazy and we um we didn't get paid to oh, do no. it and then we didn't even win but i was like it doesn't matter like we're gonna be on freaking netflix <laughs> <laughs> this is worth it i'm just covered in this like gooey lava it was like in my ears i was like i can't hear oh, anything no. was it like was was it cold what, what did it feel like <laughs> i gotta be honest with you I don't remember the temperature of it. <laughs> it's like, like I know, I blocked. Like I was, you know, I'm watching. It's like, I know this isn't real lava. I mean, you're here now. <laughs> well, uh, this isn't really me. I'm just, oh, um, I don't remember the temperature of it. I remember it being like, I mean, I'm not allowed to really talk about what the lava is made of. I'm not allowed to like tell you exactly what it is. It's like a secret. They were really serious about that, but oh, wow. it was not, it was not just water. Right. Mm-hmm. it was not i will tell you that much <laughs> so because all i remember is like going under and when i came back up i couldn't hear anything and wow. my eyes wouldn't open on their own you know what i mean like i uh-huh. had to be like uh, and i was like ah, and i'm really sensitive like with my ears mm-hmm. i don't know i just get nervous i'm gonna like go deaf or something yeah and i was like ah, i can't hear anything and then after a while i could hear but i was like it got deep into my canals <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> the lava were but you yeah, in the uh the kitchen one or the space one What's or the, what the was the other bedroom one? there was the bedroom one yeah, yeah with the spinning bed the bedroom yeah spinning oh, okay. bed yeah, yeah 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 i couldn't there were all these like little levers and things to pull that would help unlock certain things. Mm-hmm. And they sort of hinted at that and gave us like tips. But once we got in the room, I just, we just forgot everything and we were just like <laughs> freaking out. So I had to, I tried to make this like epic jump from the bed to a chase lounge and I <laughs> couldn't do it. But apparently, you know, when I look, when I watch back, it's like watching back the tape, like with like football practice. When mm-hmm. you're like, we got to watch back the tape. Like, I feel so I'm like, oh, Alyssa, if you only just did that. <laughs> come on. Yeah. So it's hard to watch. Yeah. But. Well, it's different when you have that whole full room view instead of being on a yeah, spinning piece of exactly. furniture yeah, in a sea yeah, of lava, yeah. you know. Yeah. And yeah. you're trying to do good TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of pressure. You're trying to make it interesting, you know. But anywho, when my friend, I remember like when my friend went under Janine, she like lost. And then I was just by myself, like in that room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I still have to like be interesting. Like this is TV, you know. So then I was just started talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like, you know, but it was like, it was way, I felt insane. Like, yeah you you got it that's like how on on the bachelor it's how you get airtime is if you do weird things when you're by yourself that's like (laughs) that's how you get that's how you get screen time wow yeah and that's all i really want is screen time (laughs) (laughs) 
well this yeah that that's great because i i was i was really into the show the 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 day that i watched it Mm -hmm. you know and it really helped me get through a a rough patch (laughs) i think it was like yeah i felt like when it came out it was like quarantine was still very sad i mean not that it's still very sad right now but it was just like so we were all just like what's happening and like and it's such a weird concept of a show where you're like, I, I remember playing a game like that when I was a kid and you're telling me adults are going to be doing it and like it looks real. I'm in, you know what I mean? I don't know yeah. like if it would have done as well had we not all been trapped in our houses. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? There's like something about it where it was like we were all just like ripe and ready for something <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I had... Definitely, I, I got a lot of people kind of like that found me after watching. Like, I saw you on the floor is lava. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that. So nice. If that's how I go down in history, <laughs> down in the lava, <laughs> and for being on this pod and not knowing much about Ethan Hall. <laughs> knowing more no. than you thought yeah you did. way more yeah than you that think. actually yeah. is true the more you guys tell i was like wait a second yeah i'm actually, I'm actually he's my dad even <laughs> 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 hog is my father well that's great i mean yeah so if you could just call your dad and let him know that we would love to talk to him sometime um, i will that would I be really will. cool of you thank you I'll send him this episode and I'll be like, take a listen. Let me know what you think. Great. <laughs> yeah. And we'll take it from there. He feels like someone that just really, truly like loves the art of like cinema and like the whole process of it and creating like he just I feel like I don't know. And I, I guess, like I said, people from Texas are just pretty grounded. Not all of them, but you know what I mean? Like for the mm-hmm. most part, mm-hmm. everybody I've ever known from texas is really grounded so i feel like he would just have a blast you know oh my gosh how fun would that be yeah it'd be really well you guys the questions that you would like be able to ask or just the conversation i feel like would go in so many cool directions it would be yeah like i think that he would be like interested in our experience of having you know (laughs) what i mean like not like not even that it's about him but like i feel like he would want to know what it's like to like watch an entire you know filmography and also that it is him mm-hmm. and right like, right you right know, i feel like i feel like he would be like legitimately interested in that are there any other ethan hawk podcasts there's one <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the east coast ethan hawk podcast we have wow. an east coast west coast thing happening east Co- okay so there's a big rivalry <laughs> yeah, yeah there yeah yeah there's some guests okay. that we couldn't have on this podcast because of that podcast really yeah non-compete close yeah non-compete yeah <laughs> wow we just okay. have well. some actual overlap and uh people we know so <laughs> damn yeah well, if they come asking me, I'll be like, no, I'm loyal to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, much love to to Kyle at Hotcast. <laughs> uh, we support you. I love this world. I'm obsessed. Just like I love it. And the, yeah, it's like, I, I don't know. I feel like you guys have unlocked something that not a lot of people like are able to unlock and you like just being able like honing in on like someone's whole like work of their whole body of like art is like i don't know it's it's pretty cool you know Mm -hmm. 
And he's a cool guy to do it for because he mm-hmm. seems like he just has a lot of interests and has played a lot of different roles and like um, isn't just like a you know an empty-headed actor who's like I'll show up to the set tell me what to do like he's writing and directing and yeah that's cool yeah we love him I love him I shouldn't speak for you I love him <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan uh, yeah. I'm a full-blown hawkhead now <laughs> yay I'm glad we converted you even though it seemed like you were really already yeah there. I was kind of like already <laughs> in oh. Okay. um oh. well. I guess this is our last episode for a while. Mm-hmm. So um just want to say thank you to you for enduring me for uh, enduring. You know, this eight is... and a half years, really. But for the last uh, two and a half years, we've been doing this, this podcast. Is, no, enduring. This is a journey. You know? Yeah. For allowing me to schedule your life for the last two years, <laughs> you know. So. Wow. Yeah. Because I really just book all of our guests and I say, okay, Jonathan, you have to show up at this in our living room at this time. Yes, so. you do. What a treat. Great work. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm like your, I'm like the guy in the little uh, sidecar. Oh, yeah. On the motorcycle. Oh, I uh-huh. love that. That's cute. And you're driving the motorcycle. And I have, I'm just looking at pictures of birds in my, mm-hmm. in my sidecar. Mm-hmm. And that's what I contribute. And you're steering us through like enemy fire. Wow. This is an elaborate image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really wanted to paint a picture here of your contribution versus my contribution. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you guys together make something really cool looking. Cause whenever <laughs> I see a motorcycle <laughs> with a sidecar, I'm like, you don't see that every day. No, you don't. Uh, you, don't. You, you, don't. you need each other, you know? That's so true. <laughs> um yeah and well i guess also just generally thank you to everyone who's come on the pod and thank you to our listeners there are a couple people that come to mind uh mark and michelle our constant uh instagram (laughs) interacting people uh yeah mark and michelle we love you mark and michelle love you guys love you guys um it is weird to think that there are people that like that listen to the that like, listen to this just, podcast just, no you just kind of like record it and you send it out and you just don't know what happens to it you know and like it's weird to think about like someone on the other end mm-hmm. receiving that information yeah yeah it became really real to me when mark who i mentioned said specifically that they were like doing he and his partner were like doing a drinking game where every time i said um yeah they took a drink so, <laughs> <laughs> so that's fun um it means i don't do a great job of editing this show um but yeah so i guess that's that's it and we'll be back you know because ethan hawk has as i mentioned another five movies coming out in the year 2021 somehow wow so we'll be back i'm excited thanks for having me i'm glad i was able to be here for this like journey i'm feeling really sentimental (laughs) even though (laughs) yeah yeah, I'm gonna go watch some Good Lord Bird and some other Hawk originals, and I'm just I I like await the day when you guys are like, we got Hawk on the pod. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll definitely notify you when that happens. Please, yeah. yeah. No, I will be like directly messaging every single person I've ever met or thought of in my life to let them know yeah. that we got that we got him. Um, 
Yeah. Well, okay. I uh, I have been Harper, and you can find me on the internet at Harping About on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd, Pinterest, Goodreads, whatever, wow. TikTok. There you go. Wow. I just I'm named, harping yeah. about on six different social media platforms. Amazing. Incredible. Um, and something I've been enjoying this week outside of Ethan Hawke is an NBC sitcom called Champions that only had 10 episodes, but it's on Netflix and you can watch it. Uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> oh my gosh, my best friend wrote for that show. Oh, really? Wow. And I feel so bad because when it came out, I didn't watch it to support her. <laughs> and she hates me for it. I mean, you know, but I was like, I don't have NBC. Like, what am I supposed to do? But I'm going to text her right now and like tell her that you have been watching it. It'll oh, make her awesome. happy. She just had a baby. Oh, congratulations. Wow. To so she'll be happy. Friend. That's so cool. That's great. Yeah, no, yeah, I definitely, I watched like a couple episodes when it aired the first time and I was just scrolling through Netflix the other day and saw it was on and I was like, oh, I'll just watch this whole thing. And I've watched eight out of the 10 episodes this week. So, and by yeah, this week, I mean yesterday. So she's going to be so pumped. <laughs> awesome. Um, Jonathan, where can the people find you and what have you been enjoying? Okay. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and letterboxd, letterboxd at John Zavaletta. Is that right? Yes, John so. Zavaleta is your handle. <laughs> a thing I've been enjoying. Uh, I I I always like I'm supposed to think of this before we do this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is our like 83rd episode or something. And I I always forget to think about something I've been enjoying. Um, I'm just looking around trying to see if there's anything that anything you enjoy in this room. Yeah. Um, we had a bag of, uh, kettle chips and I finished those. <laughs> and you finished them? <laughs> yeah, and they were great. That's what I've been enjoying. That's good. I love chips. I'd like to promote Blug, the kettle chip brand. The kettle, yeah. And the good work they do with the potato. Great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> I love that. Chips are awesome. I can't, t- I can't get enough of chips. <laughs> <laughs> um where can the people find you what have you been enjoying outside of ethan hawk and do you have anything else you need to plug or would like to plug or you know yeah i mean you can find me on pretty much all social media at Alyssa underscore sabo but on tiktok it's just at Alyssa sabo there's no underscore so wow and then uh <laughs> i yeah i don't know i have i have a podcast called totally rad and it takes place in 1996 i play a 16 year old version of myself trying to get people to believe in god it's kind of a therapeutic podcast for me (laughs) um yeah but i've been enjoying um i've been enjoying like i forgot about sourdough bread i think solid you know because i think i went down the path of like wheat bread and multigrain and then i was like but what about sourdough bread (laughs) i've been getting back to sourdough and i just like it and it's it it tastes weird but i don't know it's i like it so and i guess your chips reminded me of that yeah Yeah, i mean it's a great it's a great combo sourdough sourdough exactly yeah Yeah. so you missed you missed the whole like 
the first time when we when this whole thing started the whole quarantine started like you, you oh just, you weren't making your own sourdough. you weren't paying attention oh, to no. like the sourdough thing happening no and i'm not even talking about i'm not making you're, my you're own. not talking about making you're just, I'm like, just yeah. buying it i'm not yeah. trying to make my own yeah and i did miss that i saw what people were doing and i was like come on folks <laughs> like, <laughs> i'm not trying to bake bread you know no quarantine can get me to do that but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I Same. I didn't do the sourdough thing either. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's a good point. Like, it feels like it's related to that, but it's kind of like a separate. But it's good because you're like you're kind of bringing attention. Because I feel like probably everyone did the sourdough. <laughs> they either yeah. like succeeded, and they're like, okay, I ate my sourdough. Moving on to like the next thing, or they failed, right. and they're like anti sourdough now. But right. This is and the I'm perfect bringing... moment for you to like. <laughs> yeah bring sourdough back into the conversation almost exactly a year later <laughs> yeah you know? i'm bringing it back into the conversation in a new way you yeah know? like yeah, i'm yeah. not making my own i'm so getting guess it what guys you can go to the store and buy Trader this Jones. stuff <laughs> <laughs> already sliced you know like <laughs> and it's not so, expensive yeah. either it's not it's not expensive and 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 it's okay like because i felt like there was a period where everybody was like white bread is bad for you mm-hmm. And sometimes too much fiber is bad for you. Mess up your colon. So <laughs> that's what I'd like to plug. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Really changing the game. Um yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this very special episode of Hawkeyes. Um yes. everyone, I guess if you want, you can still follow us at Hawkeyes Pod. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna we're still yeah, we're gonna here, be back you know? we're gonna be yeah. back so you know you should follow us so that you can get all the latest updates on mm-hmm. when we come Set back a notification yes uh yeah anyway okay uh good night <laughs>